Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning into the Becker's Healthcare podcast series. I'm Marcus Robertson, reporter for Becker's Healthcare, and today we'll be talking about how value-based care for kidney disease is really starting to take off. I am lucky enough to be joined by two incredible guests today in that regard. Bobby Sapuka, who is CEO of Interwell Health, and Dr. Stephen Friedhoff, the Senior Vice President of Healthcare Service at Blue Cross North Carolina. Bobby, as CEO, brings over 10 years of value-based kidney care experience to his role, uh, having served as CEO of Cricket Health and as a Senior Executive in Policy and Corporate Affairs at Fresenius Medical Care. Joining Bobby, as I mentioned before, is Dr. Stephen Friedhoff. Dr. Friedhoff has more than 20 years experience in clinical, academic, and administrative leadership roles. He most recently served as Chief Clinical Officer for Help at Home, and prior to that, Dr. Friedhoff served from 2008 to 2020 at Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield as Enterprise Chief Clinical Officer. Bobby and Dr. Friedhoff, thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, uh, you know, I mentioned up top that we are talking about kidney disease. Um, I'm sure both of you know that there are about 37 million Americans with kidney disease. What is the biggest challenge in caring for all of them? Yeah, I'll start. Marcus, again, thanks for having us. Um, as you mentioned, there's 37 million Americans with kidney disease, but I think largely through a policy quirk, all of the time, attention, and focus in this country has been on the roughly 600,000 Americans who are, who are on dialysis. And the reason for that is that in 1972, Medicare um, conferred automatic eligibility on those who were suffering from end-stage renal disease. So all of the money flowed into management of dialysis, which was a remarkable feat. It saved millions of lives. Um, the challenge, however, is that it kind of ignored um, the tens of millions of Americans who have kidney disease prior to kidney failure. And so for decades, that's been a largely unmanaged population. And to compound things, it uh, it's, can be an un, un and underdiagnosed disease because it's uh, people don't really know they have it. So as a result, what's been happening in the last uh, several decades is that the standard of care for far too many people is to do something called crashing into dialysis. They show up at the emergency room with chest pain or blurred vision with no idea what's wrong with them. And the doctor runs a very simple blood test and tells the patient that th their kidneys have actually failed. And they plunk a catheter in their neck and tell the person that they're on dialysis that day and for the rest of their lives. So that's the challenge that we all face here. And that's the, sy the systemic challenge of, of kidney disease. What we are doing in partnership with folks like Blue Cross Blue Shield North Carolina is to engage patients earlier to identify patients who are in stage four, stage five, a year and a half to two years prior to kidney uh, failure, trying to engage them in their care, help them understand the disease, manage their meds, manage their diet, all in the hopes of slowing the progression of the disease. And if they do progress to kidney failure, they're a much healthier person. Uh, they understand their options and hopefully they can get referred for transplant or even start to dialyze at home. Yeah, thanks, Bobby. And you know, from the Blue Cross North Carolina perspective, you know, at the highest level, you know, we're committed to making healthcare more affordable, more accessible, and certainly easier to navigate. And yeah, obviously, I look at that through the lens of my role in North Carolina, but at the same time, I look at it through the lens of a you know family physician as well. And at, at the highest level, you know, we have a program in North Carolina called Blue Premier, you know, that is focused on value-based care. And oh, since inception, it's saved about five hundred million dollars in total cost of care, 
130 million of that just alone in 2021. And two thirds of that actually goes back to providers in terms of incentives to continue that virtuous cycle of value-based programs. But you know, the cost savings isn't enough. And as we look at some of the value that we've derived and our members, patients have derived from Blue Premier, you know, across the board and not specific to kidney care yet, but across the board, we've seen significant reductions in things like hospital readmissions, increases in the percentage of, of members who are better managing blood pressure and diabetes and improvements in things like cancer care screening as well. So when we look across you know, the spectrum of the types of conditions that are most amenable to management, kidney disease rises to the surface pretty quickly for a few different reasons. Um, as Bobby mentioned, you know, 37 million Americans have kidney disease and it is a complicated illness. It requires very active management. And frankly, that's not always done. Patients don't necessarily feel badly until they have fairly advanced disease. And it takes a multidisciplinary approach to manage this condition very, very well, including early referral to, to a kidney specialist. Um, there are social barriers that certainly affect management of this condition, you know, just like any other condition, but things like reliable transportation, especially for those on dialysis, you know, trusting in their providers, trust in the healthcare system overall, you know, particularly when, again, people don't necessarily feel bad when they have kidney disease until it's quite advanced. So this holistic approach to care that Bobby described is, you know, it's, it's important across the board in healthcare, but it really has a disproportionate impact on those with chronic kidney disease. Hence, you know, the reason that, this is such a big focus for both of our organizations. If I am a patient, I wouldn't, I think, want my experience to be uh, characterized as crashing into dialysis. You know, that does not sound fun. <laughs> no, you know, you've gone wrong when uh, the medical term is to crash. You're exactly right. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, well, uh, I wanted to clarify something real quick. Uh, Dr. Friedhoff, you said uh, the Blue Premier program, uh, did you say two thirds of the cost savings for that go back to providers? Correct. So we provide incentives uh, for providers based on reductions in total cost of care, as well as improvements in the quality of, of care delivered. So when I mentioned earlier, things like reduced hospital um, readmissions, better management of chronic conditions like blood pressure and diabetes, you know, cancer screenings, things like that. Um, we have quality gates that um, you know, provide for enhanced payments to providers for um, improving quality as well as for reducing total cost. And the reality is that you know, providers to provide this kind of management to their patients, you know, it's it, it takes additional resources and to provide and to um, uh, reward the investments in you know, individuals and in technology, et cetera, that allow providers to do a better job of managing their patients. Um, it's, it's very important for um, them to realize you know, some of the savings that result from this program as, as a result of the reduction in total cost of care, as well as the improvements in, in quality. Realistically, it's only sustainable if it benefits patients, if it benefits providers as well. Yeah, those incentives have to be there. Um, but you actually mentioned another thing I'd like to uh, circle back to, um, something actually that I've heard from quite a few leaders in kidney care, and that's the common ref refrain that 
uh, you know, chronic kidney disease is just wildly complex, especially once you're dealing with those later stages. Um, but why, why exactly is treating people with chronic kidney disease uh, so tricky? Again, I, I, I look at this through the lens of both you know, Blue Cross North Carolina as, as well as a family physician, and there's always that intersection. So again, it is a complex illness, and I don't want to make this an overly clinical conversation, but if you think about it, kidneys normally maintain an individual's fluid balance as well as the balance of electrolytes and many, many other things. Some of them are, you know, like sodium and potassium are very familiar to us, but many others, there are many others that most people have never, ever, ever heard of. And these all have to be managed. Kidneys are also involved in the metabolism of many important medications, such that changes to the drug doses are necessary as someone's kidney status deteriorates. And failure to do so can be catastrophic. And one of the most important aspects of kidney care is also controlling and managing diabetes and hypertension. By better managing those conditions, you can actually significantly slow the progression of uh, deterioration of kidney function over time. So it's really this intensive intersection of close patient monitoring, um, managing of diet, managing of medication, and planning. Not so. It's not just what's happening today with the patient, but also planning for what's going to happen, anticipating potential complications rather than dealing with them when they occur. And that really takes a very specialized approach. Steve's exactly right. And you think about all those complexities that hypertension and diabetes are such significant drivers of kidney disease. Um, you think of all of the, the meds that the, a lot of these patients are on. On average, dialysis patients have eight or nine you know, medications that they're, that they're dealing with. And as Steve mentioned, uh, drugs that are perfectly safe um, with someone without kidney disease become you know, potentially fatal for those who progress uh, through kidney disease. Now think about what all that does to the patient. They're navigating, you know, they're very sick, they're very ill, and they've got to navigate their PCP, their nephrologist, multiple specialists. So we all talk about the siloization of American healthcare. Um, it is exacerbated in the extreme for poor kidney patients having to bounce from specialist to specialist. So unless and until you have that holistic approach that Steve talked about, where you can bring all of those specialists together, where you can have all of the, the various care teams involved with this patient's care speaking uh, from the same, you know, singing from the same sheet of music, unless and until you can do that, uh, patients are going to be bouncing around from one to the other, not sure who's who to believe. So it's incredibly complex clinically. And as a result, it becomes a huge burden just to try and navigate the healthcare system for patients themselves. So kidney disease can turn otherwise benign medicines fatal. Absolutely. And it sounds like, uh, you know, this touches on so many different specialties in different ways. Um, so, you know, involving, uh, uh, including a full care team, and that makes sense to me. But um, how are some of these, uh, you know, new models of value-based kidney care able to both improve the outlook for patients and manage to do so, um, you know, with lower overall costs than traditional care models? Well, something that Steve mentioned, I think, is critical. And what Blue Cross North Carolina is doing with Blue Premier is fantastic. And that is, you have to make sure that clinicians have more clinical and financial accountability for patients, but you also have to make sure that, as you said earlier, that the incentives are aligned. 
And by working in partnership with providers like Interwell and our network of nephrologists across the state, we're able to partner with, with Blue Premier, set benchmark spending amounts to make sure that we try and uh, stay underneath them, while also hitting those quality metrics or quality gates that Steve talked about to make sure that we're improving patient care. If you can do that, um, then you can really drive some significant improvements. Uh, in essence, what Blue Premier has figured out and what a lot of payers across the country have figured out is it makes a lot of sense to spend money today in the hopes of saving even more money tomorrow. And that, in you know, in, in its essence, is value-based care. What we're able to do then with that, with those resources, you know, prior to this, we, we were just, no one was ever paid for chronic kidney disease, engaging patients prior to kidney failure. Now there's an economic incentive to do so, and it's helped us organize the network to be able to give the physicians in North Carolina the data resources they need to embed staff, to support them with a with a multidisciplinary care team with pharmacists to help out with the contraindicated drugs that you mentioned earlier, social workers, dietitians. Um, that's the I think the the key piece surrounding the patient with all of the the care team that they need to be able to navigate this disease, and then significantly, and you know, getting to the point we were talking about earlier, making sure that the that the nephrologists, the kidney doctors, and our care teams, as well as the dialysis clinic staff, are all on the same page and all working together with the with the patient. If you don't bring all of those assets together and have them all communicate, then you're just reinforcing the siloization of healthcare, and you're not moving the ball forward. Yeah, Bobby, you said it very, very well. And again, it gets back to focusing on a patient-centric, very holistic approach and also rewarding providers and allowing them to make that investment you know, in their practice and other capabilities, in the case managers, in the pharmacists, in the social workers, et cetera, that ultimately improve outcomes, lower medical costs um, along with that. And Case managers are a wonderful support with individuals with complex and chronic conditions. And as I mentioned earlier, kidney care is so highly specialized. It requires not just the case managers, but other types of providers um, that surround the patient and are adjuncts to the nephrologist, the kidney specialist, but who also have extensive experience not only dealing with the complications that are occurring today, but as I mentioned earlier, knowing the usual course of the condition, knowing how and when to intervene at the right time and how best to prepare patients, not only for what's happening today, but to do so on a much more proactive basis so that complications can be avoided. Making sure those incentives are aligned is, is part of, you know, uh, keeping the lower cost and driving those improved outcomes. And there's a bit of an upfront investment, it sounds like, but that will pay off in a potentially massive way down the road, especially with something like chronic kidney disease. Um, so all of these stakeholders being aligned, what, why is uh, you know, partnering with physicians specifically uh, really key to the success here when you're managing uh, you know, CKD patients who are an especially vulnerable population, it seems like. I think for me, there's 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 a more obvious answer and a, and a less obvious answer. I think the obvious answer for why we partner with physicians is that while the patient is at the center of this holistic care, the physician generally leads or at least sets the stage for the overall care team. And it's the physicians who, in, through their practices, make those investments that are required to reach out to individuals with chronic kidney disease, educate them on their disease, ensure that the care is managed effectively and appropriately. And even though their non-physician staff will do a lot of that work, the physician 
practice has to make those investments and set the expectations for the outcomes. But there's some less obvious things as well, and I think we both alluded to them earlier. For example, controlling blood pressure and diabetes is absolutely critical to slowing disease progression. Even that portion of the education and the monitoring that goes with it can be very, very time consuming, yet it's one of the most important things that can be done to prevent kidney disease progression. We also know that early engagement with a kidney specialist is, is critical. And ideally, we want to start that much sooner than this, um, but a well-recognized quality measure is ensuring that patients see a specialist at least six months prior to starting dialysis. Uh, the reason for this is that there's so much preparation required um, either for um, you know, potential uh, onset of dialysis or even to potentially identify uh, potential transplant candidates. And as Bobby alluded to earlier, you know, too many patients can crash into dialysis, you know, meaning they're only identified as a late stage and during the later stage of their kidney disease, during a medical crisis, usually a hospital admission. And this is a much more risky situation for the patient. It's far more costly. Um, and it's certainly not the optimal way to begin dialysis. And it's completely avoidable. And it starts by seeing a physician specialized in kidney care much sooner and much further upstream in the course of the disease. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, physicians want to help patients. That's that's their calling. They're the experts. And we know that when physicians see a nephrologist, they do better. Those are just the facts. Any model or any idea that you can do this, you can engage patients and, and really truly uh, try and improve their outcomes without engaging the physician, to me and to Danerwell, completely miss, misses the mark. Um, and as we talked about, too often a patient who's suffering from kidney disease, they're not even seeing a kidney doctor. They haven't seen a nephrologist when we be begin managing their care. So for us, it's all about making sure that we can refer them to our physicians, which is why we're so proud to partner with groups like Eastern Nephrology and Metrolina in North Carolina, some of the biggest and best practices in the state. Um, but you know, working in partnership with them is, I think, critical because I think they'll be the first ones to tell you that there's a whole host of follow-up that they know they need to do and should do, but don't too often don't have the time or resources to be able to do it. And that's where someone like Interwell can come in, where again, we can give them the data, we can embed resources like care managers in their practice, and then support them with our virtual care teams, nurses, dietitians, social workers. Only by working together in this, you know, creating this sort of new comprehensive ecosystem, can you start to drive the kind of results that we're starting to see, you know, reducing all-cause hospitalizations across our population by 15% in the pre-dialysis population and 19% in the dialysis population. Uh, doubling the number of people on a percentage basis who are starting dialysis at home. Uh, the national average is around 12, and we're uh, just shy of 25%. So again, it's I think there's no mystery in terms of what has to get done. And I think Steve has been very eloquent in describing the, the clinical challenge facing this population. It's about aggressively going upstream and identifying these patients and then providing them the care and support. But if you do that without the physicians, and Marcus, to the point you said earlier, then now you've got completely mismatched incentive you, there's no alignment either financially, but more importantly, clinically, and from a workflow perspective. And then again, the patient's left uh, trying to fend through the system on their own. Yeah, that's, I was going to touch on that. You know, CKD, like we said earlier, incredibly complex, but so is the healthcare system to patients a lot of time. So um, yeah, you, you said it. it sounds like a, uh, you know, maybe not a side effect, maybe is intended, but uh, partnering with physicians, like you're saying, really sounds like it can help patients in a big way navigate their own care. 
But uh, to close us out at Becker's, we're always trying to keep an eye out, uh, you know, for what's on the horizon. Obviously, we're a news agency. Bobby, Dr. Friedhoff, what do you think kidney care looks like going forward? I think one of the things I'm particularly excited about is um, just just the renewed focus on the disease, the, the recognition that we have not done enough for, as we talked about at the outset, the tens of millions of Americans who are suffering from the disease, but often don't even know that they have it. Plans like Blue Cross North Carolina have now understood um, with you know with better data and just better overall care management services, what can be done by engaging patients earlier. Now the next, uh, I think that sort of the next foray and the next frontier of this is better and tighter integration. We talked about with with physicians, uh, with nephrologists, and with dialysis clinics, and with our own care managers. Now it's engaging the primary care doc, going even further upstream, uh, earlier stages, so you can work with the primary care docs to have that really seamless transition and handoff between the primary care doc and the and the kidney physician, uh, but also working in concert with the pr- primary care doc to really do a better job of all the things that Steve talked about, managing hypertension, managing diabetes, so that we can really get our arms around slowing progression once and for all. Um, I think that's the very exciting piece of this. And on the flip side, of course, is for those patients who have progressed all the way to, to end-stage dialysis or end-stage kidney disease or and are, and are on dialysis, partnering with the with primary care docs to bring them into the dialysis setting um, so that now patients, again, don't have to go from their dialysis clinic, which is a grueling treatment three days a week, and then have to see their primary care doc as well. Um, creating this, again, holistic system, system that's focused around the patient. I think that's the the next iteration of this. And I'm, it's something I'm very, very excited about. Yeah, Bobby, I completely agree. And uh, yeah, it, it can almost sound like we rehearsed this ahead of time and we didn't because, uh, you know, my, my thoughts are very, very similar. You know, I think with any chronic condition, um, kidney disease or other, there's this you know, risk sometimes that when we think about future improvements in treatment, it's, a, it's you know, the first thought goes to what new technology, what new drug, you know, what, what um, you know, high-tech new therapy. And I think kidney care, like many other chronic conditions, really gets back to the fundamentals, right? So for example, how do we take care for somebody who say on dialysis out of a facility and out of a place where they need to be out of the home and getting a ride frequently and you know things like that how do we increase the focus on home dialysis for the right patients both peritoneal and and hemodialysis for those who have reached that that stage of kidney disease again with much more of a focus on the home and much more of a focus on on the patient rather than the healthcare system per se taking chronic condition identification and management further upstream. You know, right now, uh, Intuel and Blue Cross North Carolina are focused primarily on CKD stages four and five and and those uh, on dialysis. Um, We both are exploring ways of how do we take this further upstream and start doing a better job of managing uh, chronic kidney disease, you know, at this stage three, for example, and taking things even further upstream than that how do we continue to engage PCPs, whether it's through Blue Premier um, or other programs, so that patients are more readily identified far earlier in their diagnosis, they receive better care very, very early um, in their uh, progression of chronic kidney disease, first starting with the PCP, making sure they have the benefit of an early referral to a specialist, and then as Bobby pointed out, ensuring that once they're engaged with the specialist, 
that the PCP and potentially other concerns and conditions that the patient has are you know, not lost in just the swirl of everything else going on related to their, their kidney disease. So it really gets back to the basics of holistic care and taking prevention further upstream. Well, a hopeful outlook to end on for sure. Thank you, gentlemen, both for your time and a really, really great discussion today. I enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you, Marcus. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you. It's great to be here. I'd like to also thank NRL Health for sponsoring this episode. For our audience, you can tune into more podcasts from Becker's Healthcare by visiting our podcast page.